This episode of Auto Deal Live is brought to you by True Car. Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What up, T? Oh, hi. I didn't hear you come in. Yeah, I was in. I was just walked in. Good afternoon, then. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you out there in TV land. All 14 of you. Hello. 15. 15. My you, wife you. is watching. Hey, we're live here. It's Thursday, and it is the freaking date today, man. I, you know what? I don't even remember dates. Today's the 18th date. I just February remember dates. 18th. It's Thursday. Literally, like, you know, it's just like you get up. And you go 100 miles an hour, and you go to bed. You know what I'm saying? You, you just go. Boom. And I don't remember what date it is, but it's the 18th of February, right? Is that what you said? That's correct. And uh, it's it's today we have an, an incredible panel of individuals that are going to be coming on today, Tommy, talking about pre-owned sales, pre-owned uh, departments and dealerships, pre-owned strategies, pre-owned beefs. I mean, there's going to be like a real good, healthy like you know, what's the word? What's the word? You know, what's that word that just makes you want to do that? Like, eh, kind of like a like a nudge, like a, no, a healthy like, you know, fitting, healthy. Well, you said you know, like you said like, pre-owned beef, and I'm thinking that's disgusting. You know, what I mean, like, like a healthy wants, a healthy discussion of pre-owned, oh, like a healthy. That's what that meant. Discussion, thick discussion of thick pre-owned. Discussion. Yeah, man, it's gonna be like it's not gonna be like some pansy discussion, you know, in some like you know wussy discussion. It's gonna be like a real yeah. like lay it down, kind of slap it up on the table. You know what I'm saying? Full on discussion of used car stuff. That's what I'm talking about. We've already gone off the rails. Yes, right. We're off the rails here on Auto Dealer Live, but that's the way you like it. And we're gonna discuss some incredible stuff today. And we have an incredible panel. We do. And if if you'd like to, you know, join us today, which you might. And hey, Arnold, I got your little tweet about hey me. That's a show my kids used to watch. Yeah. Hey, Arnold. Is that they did? <laughs> On yeah, I, I don't appreciate. Okay, first of all, I've been getting besmirched a lot lately. I was like a leprechaun last week. I was Clemenza. had a baby with leprechaun. <laughs> Uh, and they, I'm the love child of that one. Then I'm, and I, uh, we don't want to give too much credit to Arnold, man. Come on. Well, no. This week he said um, I was I mumbled a lot. I guess that's what you were meaning by your little uh, thing there. So I'm going to over enunciate all my words today for just for Arnold Tierina. You understand me, Arnold? You got me, buddy. And okay, Chewbacca hashtag. called and wanted the way he sounds back. By the way, so hey, listen, it's going to be hashtag Auto Deal Alive. <laughs> Hey, it's going to be a great show today. We want you to, listen, we'd like to go ahead and throw a wrench. You know, we didn't even check this out before with our producers, so we'd like to do it that style and that way. There's a phone number. I want to show you guys so you don't think I'm making this up. This is what we get from our producers, right? There's literally one, two standing in front of, oh, you can't have that, in front of me. And then there's one, two, three outside of the studio here to our left 
that are uh, on the other side of the uh, studio walls that are in charge of the things, you know, the calls, the Skyping, and so forth. And you know what? There's a freaking phone number that sits here right time all the time that rings into the studio, and we don't ever give it out. And today, we're not even going to give a warning other than right now. Okay, we're giving this number out here, and if you got He's if leaving. you got the intestinal fortitude to call up and get involved in this conversation, we would welcome that you do. You call in with some questions, and we're going to try to get you on the air today. It is 813-574-1820 on the panel today. Just so you can understand who you're going to be uh, on with. Uh, We've got Bobby Collins, the general manager of Coconut Point Forward. We have Jim Ziegler, president of Alpha Dog, and Jim Ziegler Incorporated. I mean, Jim Ziegler. I mean, come on, really? You know who he is. Don't pretend. Don't pretend like you don't know who he is. You know who he is. Oh, you know who you know. Kevin Zimick, which is the owner of Ridge Hill Ford in Ontario, Canada. Ray Selvi. Uh, she is the executive director of dealer business for Edmunds.com. And Matt Lasco, the president, VP, general manager, all-around car guy for Lasco Ford and Lasco of Grand Blank. So in other words, we have a panel that knows what the heck they're talking about when it comes to automotive. You want to call in 813-574-1820, but use the hashtag. We're going to give away to the top five Twitter influencers, Tommy, an autographed copy of my new up? book. Race to the finish line, gaining and retaining your competitive advantage. I'm going to sign them to the top five Twitter influencers. So, hey, get busy, man. Come on, don't make me feel bad here. No, they're, they're all over it. Usually the, Twitter, the Twitterverse is pretty well lit up. Um, I have some ideas of who may be in the front running for that. But let's see some new, let's see some new faces. Why don't you, who says you guys can't compete, newbie? Uh, um, you know. I like, how you're trying Perez, to, you I like how you try to motivate them, but you call them newbies. I, yeah, I really enjoy that. It's not a bad thing. That. It just means you're new at what you're doing. It's not a bad. It's not a negative. It depends yes. on how you take it. Uh, I'm hoping that – I'm going to tell you this. It's Tommy, by the way, if you haven't realized this, you know, we went through the four years Auto Deal Live. We had our 208th episode last week, which was, which was exactly four years. If you guys realize it or not, we, we we did the 208. So I guess it's becoming a trend because in along with the title uh, this week of Under Siege, we uh, put 209. <laughs> so I guess we're going to start doing that. But uh, 208 is four years. That's why we did that. So here's what's really cool. We went through Chris Fritcher and I, which is our vice president of sales and marketing today. Um, he uh, is, a, is a past dealer with AutoNation and uh, with Doherty Automotive Group, a car guy. He's our VP of sales and marketing. He was my original co-host here for probably the first year, year and a half. And uh, then I did it alone. I went at it alone, Tommy, for about a year. Then Dave Cribbs came. That was a dark in. time. That was a dark. That was a dark time. That was dark. Anyway. That was that was hard. That was the yep. But I did it. That was also yeah. the Martin era. That was the Martin era. Martin was the producer, and uh, then we went downhill. Mike became the producer, and uh, then Dave Cribbs came in and co-hosted oh, no. for a little over a year. God bless his soul. And then Tommy Elwell, which has been here seven years, our executive senior account manager, all around baller, money maker extraordinaire. Came in. He's the funny guy. Here's my whole point, Tommy, in all this. Kevin Zimmick, which is coming on today, he's the owner of Rich Hill Ford. He's funnier than you. That's my prediction. Kevin, with his little flower on his, uh, on his jacket, I can see it. He's styling a profile. Nice. I see him on Skype. He's funnier than you, and I think he's going to be funnier I hope he is. today. I, I, mean, I, I, hope don't, he is. I don't have delusions that I'm the funniest person on no, the planet. No, he's going to be funnier. Straight up. Good. Straight out Great. of Compton funnier. Actually, I read, I read uh, Jim Ziegler's article uh, kind of about the topic today. It was a uh, what happens General Motors used car program. I was born. It's a modern modern car guy fable. It was pretty funny too. He put together oh, Jim some funny was, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because Jim just went on a just all out yeah, rant. He, he, he just did. tore it up. <laughs> he, he just did. went off, man. It's only he can. 
That's what's really cool today because let me tell you something, man. You got to have, and listen, we're on the internet, right? So I can say bald. We have, you have to have literally the testicles of an elephant that's jumbo, okay? To, to really get, get on that? air with Jim Ziegler if you don't know your stuff. Because here's the deal. The guy knows what he's talking about. He can get away with writing something of interesting content because he knows and speaks from a place of expertise. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. And you have to have Dumbo's balls to get on the show with him. And I'm sorry, man, if you don't like that. I mean, hey, this is the internet. But, I mean, that's just the flat out, you know. Or, Dumbo's ears would have been a better analogy because he had gigantic come ears. Come on, man. I mean, really? I you know. know, listen, we're auto dealer live here. Um, today, hashtag auto dealer live. We're under siege. We're going to be talking about used car stuff. And it's going to be incredible. The next up. I'm excited. Right after the the next up, right after the commercial, little our first little commercial break. Let's do the commercial, and then the next up will be the um, freaking the killer. What, do we have a name killer for this panel. panel? Yeah, man, it's what the under it? siege panel. Oh, under siege, I, like Kevin, Steven Seagal. <laughs> is that guy still alive? Yes, he's. A little I wonder if he still has a man bun. You know, he was the first guy with a man bun, wasn't he? Steven Seagal, man bun. Say it to I his believe face. it's actually considered a top knot. A top knot. I don't know, say it to Steven his face. Seagal. Top knot. Twitter leader today. You're going to get bonus points towards the top five here. If you can also include in your hashtag auto dealer live some cool shots of Steven Stagall with the top knot. How I about that, see huh? that? Yep. I want to see what it looks like today. He was he had a show. He was doing a show. He's actually he's actually a deputy in Louisiana, one of the parishes. Hmm. He literally is a cop. Let me tell you something. His, his, his movies were the easiest to write in the world. They were pretty much all the same with different gonna, titles. Here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take you down. Look over there. What's that? I broke your arm. <sighs> hey, the next up Something like that. is the Under Siege panel right after these words. Word. Go with the pros who know. Your dealership wouldn't trust its vehicles in the hands of an uncertified technician. So why trust its finances with accounting firms that don't know your business? Rosenfeld & Company knows the automotive industry and has been serving dealerships like yours for over 20 years. We take pride in helping our clients grow from single point stores to some of the largest dealer groups in the country. We are more than just your accountants. Our team can guide you through mergers and acquisitions, operational reviews, succession planning, and more. Visit us on the web for more information at www.rosenfieldandco.com. Jason Rice from Lot Pop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30 percent in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on trend reports. We look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line, and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at AutomotiveRevolution.com, and our weekly video tips at IncreasedTurn.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. 
All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Service Group has over 40 years of experience empowering dealerships to grow profits, develop personnel, and provide their customers with a high level of service. We offer high quality products, world-class servicing, and innovative training and technology. Meet our team, first-class trainers, the best account managers, and an executive team that's second to none. This is your Service Group team. We look forward to giving your people the power to Max Profit Selling, an easy to follow, buyer friendly sales process that will give you the tools, skills, and confidence to consistently sell premium vehicles to delighted buyers. To learn more about selling the way your customers prefer to buy, please visit NoPressureSelling.com or call 1 800 515 0034. He said, yes, you can call me. He said, yes, you can call me. Oh, he did? <laughs> oh. You guys heard that because our microphones were hot right there, so I had to make that up at the last minute. Pretty good, huh? Come on, right? I was trying to give you guys you said, a quiet Oscar sign. for that. He said, yes, you can I call me. I literally gave you the quiet literally, sign. Literally, I, I was getting ready to say something. The producer and the mic went hot as I said it, and he blamed me. <laughs> he blamed, he blamed like me. this. No, no, you went... <laughs> Like, what are you so stupid for? That's what you did. I saw what you did. You know what you did. Did you hear what I said, though? Okay. All right. <laughs> How could I not? And so did you. And the next up on Auto Dealer Live, February 18th, Thursday at 3.45 p.m., we have the Under Siege panel. Under Siege! We have the General Manager and Vice President of Lasco Ford and Lasco of Graham Blank. In the great state of Michigan, and he is a Michigan State fan all the way. Oh, did I say that wrong? Matt, did I get that wrong? Let's go blue. Okay, blue. I'm sorry. Michigan fan. <laughs> Michigan fan. We have Matt Lasko on, and we have the president, CEO, all around freaking Sultan of the auto business, 
He's centered in the hub of the uh, Georgia Atlanta area there. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. Hub is not only the hub in Atlanta for like planes, but it's also where automotive comes in and out of. And we got Jim Ziegler, the Alpha Dog, on the show today. We have Kevin Zimmick. He's so strong that America wouldn't let him have a store, so he had to have it in Canada. But he's the owner of Ridge <laughs> Hill strong. Ford. That's strong. That's stronger than burnt cornbread right there. Do they have cornbread, Kevin, in Canada? Do they have cornbread in Canada? Absolutely, they do. Cornbread. Oh, so it's stronger than burnt so cornbread. We have Ke- Kevin Zimmick, or he goes by <laughs> Z. And Tommy, then we have Ray. It's, I hope I get her last name right. Selvi. Did I say that right, Ray? Perfect. Perfect. Look at there. And she is the executive director, dealer business at Edmunds.com. And uh, thank you guys for being with us. And um, we're going to just, you know, as uh, Jim and, and Matt have been on uh, multiple times, uh, so they know how we do this. And it's, I call it the swag approach, Jim. My dad used to call it the swag approach, scientific, wild-ass guess. How we're really going to do the show is just kind of, we just kind of throw it against the wall and let you guys talk. There's not a lot of structure. I drive everybody crazy here because, honestly, we just like to have, like, organic conversation. And, Jim, I'm going to ask you first. We're going to talk about used cars today. We're going to get in all kinds of things, and, um, and we're going to give you guys all a chance just to weigh in on, on what's on your heart regarding pre-owned, pre-owned sales 2016. But, Jim, guess what? General Motors... Uh, January 14th of 2016 has said they're opening up its pre-owned auction cars for public sale. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> that piece I wrote's gone viral already. Um, it, it, this is one of the most devious things General Motors has done. Um, they got this, this little vertically challenged Napoleon complex Brit up there running the thing. You know, I mean, I mean, haven't seen the ball since the kickoff. You know, and um, here they are. Oh, by the way, I like your new guy with the beard. Yeah, he looks like you know, Taliban sort of guy. You know, that's Dave. That's Dave Cribbs. He just, he just, he's been taking hey, steroids. <laughs> I mean, my my testosterone's been kicking in real good. <laughs> but anyway, what happened? And they're, they're they're using the same old buzzwords all the manufacturers use: customer friendly, customer driven. The cust- No, what happened is they're sorry ass. Shop, click, and drive program is a flop, which we predicted. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it was such a flop, Toyota copied it. You know, <laughs> after they crashed Scion, and because Scion was copying Saturn, which also crashed. You know, but <laughs> you know, you know we're, going, we're going to go one price, and we're going to sing a little song, and some bitches going to take delivery, quit it. You know, but the truth of the matter is, they they over residualized all their fleet units. And, you know, when, they, when, when the manufacturer sells cars to the fleet, they've got to come back. They're, you know, when they sell them to the rental car companies and, and the retail leases, but more so the fleets and the, and, the, and the rental car companies and such. Well, General Motors grossly over-residualized them so they could get more sales, but now they had to take those things back. And they took those puppies to the auction and got their ass handed to them. Mm-hmm. So... Now they, they had a big meeting and said, oh, what are we going to do? Our, our corporate profits are looking bad on these, these units that are coming back from the auction. They said, well, hey, let's screw the dealers again. We, it's worked in the past, you know. So, you know, all of a sudden, well, and, yeah. and I know Jim's passionate about it, Matt, and I don't think it's just a General Motors thing. And listen, we're and we all, of course, Jim does. He's been in the auto industry for, for a, a many years and, and uh, loves the industry, but he loves the dealerships. 
And I think that's what, what we all have in common here. You know, um, we know where the success of the auto business stems from. I mean, A, people need to drive cars, and there are great dealerships like the those that are represented here and many, many others that are listening that serve the community. And so, Matt, they're the ones that are getting, so, so, so to speak, screwed. But, you know, I remember hearing last year, Matt, in 2015, and, and I'll let you weigh in on this and then what Jim's talking about, you know, hey, business is great. Um, but man, I need, I, you know, I need like when they did a sale with us, for instance, somebody would say, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting these great trade-ins because man, the, the, the cars at the auction are sky high right now. My guys at the auction, but they can't get any deals. I mean, Matt, weigh in on that a little bit in, in what, um, in some of the effects possibly, cause you're a freaking used car giant. I mean, and I'm going to brag on you for a minute, man, because you're in a town of 12,000. We talked about this and you have a store in Grand Blank and you're, I don't know, you're in the top. 10 in the country in certified Ford pre-owned. You're in the top 50 in certified pre-owned in general. And then you're in the top one or two in Michigan every month. I mean, that's that's incredible. Talk a little bit about what, uh, and weigh in on, on what Jim's talking about and what it means for dealers Lasko, like you. Lasco is one of my heroes. Lasco is one of my heroes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got a picture of him. Got, got a picture of Lasco right here in my office. He's one of my heroes. You too? Nice. <laughs> Weigh in on well, that. Listen, Matt. I, 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 um, Jim's not wrong in the fact that GM did this out of a panic uh, mode, and, and he's correct. They, their biggest problem is is they have an abundance of inventory, and what I think is also getting missed that's really affecting everything. GM's been putting out payments on new cars that are unrealistic for over eighteen months, and when you do that, people stop buying your used car because your new car payment is so low. And it, it really has put them into a bind. I think that 100% they're set up to have a giant stall on a new car selling program here in the next 18 months. And that's because their used cars are where they're at. So uh, my, here's how I view it. There's a couple things that are affecting auction values. Number one, there's finally an abundance of vehicles. Number two, the Canadian dollar versus American is still very affected, which means there's thousands of imports coming in at very, very low marginal or low, low values, which that's affecting these off-lease cars. I don't think any of the manufacturers could have predicted this many Canadian imports coming in affected by the dollar. So when ALG and them put out these residual values two and three years ago, they didn't expect the market to dive as hard as it's going to die. Now, the GM side of things, here's, here's what I guess is, is not talked about enough is you know, General Motors is a, a lot of GM dealers in GM towns. They sell PEP used cars every day, and that's these six and ten thousand mile PEP cars. Those people go down and pick them out and come up and buy them at the dealer. Mm -hmm. If that's what GM was going to do, it'd be a different story. What they're trying to do is actually offer a retail outlet and then pick the dealer to deliver it. And that's where I feel like Jim's right in, in where they are kind of screwing their dealer because. They don't and shouldn't have any type of a retail platform for pre-owned vehicles. The reason it flopped is the same reason no one else has been able to sell vehicles online. The only way to sell a used car online is if it's an eBay-type buyer that wants only a car, only a specific car, no trade-in, no financing, no, no questions needed, anything else. And then, yes, you can point and click and buy a car. The so problem is that's only about 3% of the buyers out there. So Everybody's got a trade-in, needs an approval, and wants a low interest rate, or has bad credit and needs help. So they truthfully need us as dealers. 
I think GM missed it, where GM should have launched this big fancy site and fed their dealers leads on pre-owned vehicles. Mm. That would have been the wiser yeah. way to do it. But, you know, that's why GM's what they are, right? So, Z, I mean, Z, first of all, um, I'm 43, and I want to thank you for the high school years of all the Cavaricis that I, uh, Z Cavaricis that I got to wear back in the, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. There. Nice work. Thank nice you for that. Work. Nice work. Um, and, uh, you know, Matt got the chance to throw a couple Canadian, uh, you know, references out there. So, A, we're going to go to you a. and let you, uh, like the flower, man, that's hot. And, and here's the deal, man. I want to ask you, so it sounds like Matt's a fan of, uh, of uh, you know, going and staying in the used car vein a little bit. He sounds like he might be a fan then of, of Carvana, not. So he's saying, hey, you know, and so let's, let's talk to you a little bit about weighing in on this. <laughs> I think I saw Jim. Jim's blood pressure went up, but hey, let's talk about uh, weighing in on these. And, I, and by the way, let's let's move. We'll move off of GM for a second. Let's move into used cars because obviously, you know, I mean, I have General Motor clients and so forth, and, and there's no problem there. This is just one aspect of uh, of what's really going on across the board in some ways, just maybe not so public. But you know, what does it look like in your eyes, Z? Well, I'll tell you, we're not facing anything yet. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's happened before, you know, in Canada and Quebec City, there's a project where Ford consolidated a dealer group and uh, tried to get into the retail business. They did it in Salt Lake City, uh, in Utah, and uh, one other location. And, and, you know, and that was when I was back at the corporate, so I watched it from the other side of the desk, so to speak. It was a mess. You know, I sat in corporate boardrooms and listened to people go on about the weakest part of that, the automotive vertical is the dealers. It's that they're not focused and uh, they're, they're not interested to the extent that we believe they should be. And I'll tell you, now that I'm a I can do that. And I'll tell you, living and breathing it in the community every day, uh, they couldn't have been more wrong then, and this is a huge mistake now. I'll tell you, as a, as a Ford dealer whose taxes went to bail General Motors out, uh, Chrysler out, um, you know, in that time back in 2009, it was painful to have my taxes uh, bail out somebody in the free market economy then. And to see this happen now and have them try to come back into the, the automotive business again through used cars like this, is, it's, it's not right. They're just going to learn their lesson again. So I, I echo the sentiments of both Matt and Jim and, and uh, let, them, let the dealers do what they do best. Well said. Um, as it relates to kind of the automotive business in Canada, you know, Matt did allude to the fact that uh, there's a lot of products coming over border from Canada, and as soon as the dollar uh, differential between the Canadian and U.S. dollar dips below 90 cents uh, Canadian, that's what starts to happen. As soon as it rises above 105 Canadian, we start bringing them in up here. So it's made a huge difference, interestingly enough. We don't have enough used cars. We're having a we have a real supply problem up here right now, and uh, the, the way the dollar's been fluctuating at times three and four cents within a week, you know, you have, you have brokers calling up. Uh, you know, you, they place a, a number on a, a 2015 F-150, uh, and by the time you get the trade in here, get it together, get it on a truck and ship it over, the dollar goes up a bit. Their margin shot. Right. So uh, on how we kind of manage things day to day, it's been a real game changer for us. Not the first time, won't be the last time, um, but we're, we're, we'll manage somehow. Well said. T? <clears throat> Let me ask a question, too, and I guess it can whoever wants to address this can go ahead and address this. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's the overall structure of everything. Why is everything – and I'm, I'm, I'm not – as steeped in the industry as some of you guys, so I'm not going to pretend to be. But, you know, why is it that we feel like we have to reinvent? Because I know since I've been on the show, since I've been a co-host, a lot, a lot of this is 
we talk about reinventing the car business, like something's broke with it. I'm sure there, there's things that need to be tweaked and things that need to be fixed. But why are we always talking about reinventing? Why are we always trying to do it the way a different way? Is there any? Let's any? go. Let, let's ask Ray that. Ray, I know you haven't been you haven't weighed in yet, and. Uh, what, and and, and won't you weigh in on that? Because I mean, you're you're the executive director of dealer business at Edmonds, and so you're dealing with all makes, all models, and you're dealing with dealerships. So, in your experience, um, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think I mean I think there is a constant effort to reinvent, and and I think it is questionable as to whether it really needs to be done or not. I mean, I think that that everything in the automotive industry lives in, and dies with the dealership. I was in the retail automotive for most of my career. And, Ran a dealership, graduated from Dealer Academy. Strong believer in our dealer partners, and and what we do see on a daily basis is that there's a huge wave of dealerships that are starting to do business in a manner that is more consumer friendly, and and that's the part that I think still needs reinventing in some places. Um, there's still a lot of folks that we get calls from daily that that are complaining about the inability to even get a price from a dealership, and that's I think the part that that we're talking about reinventing. But you know, uh, my panel. Our fellow panelists, I mean, couldn't have said it better than that. What what's going on with you know the the, the GM issue is, is so reminiscent of past failures from the manufacturer um, with the leasing, you know, in years past, and and just in the efforts to go to retail as well. I wanted to just chime in, and they 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 said it so eloquently. I thought. Let me ask you this too, Ray, um, and then I'll let the guys weigh in on this. I mean, uh, Edmonds put out, I think, um, a couple of times last year, but uh, uh, it, it wrote about. Um, you know, uh, used car prices and how the increase was going to hit record highs and so forth. Not just sales, but I mean prices. And and so we're, we're mm-hmm. it, it, you know, but yet used car sales are there. And I and I think part of that, Matt, you know, Z, um, as dealers on the ground. I mean, you know, obviously, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. There's more money in used cars. You know, there's if a, if a customer comes in and a, and a salesperson or management team has the ability you know, to, to flip them one way or the other, then I think they're going to probably lean the pre-owned way. Um, you know, so there's some incentive there. But, I mean, we're talking about prices, Ray. You know, why do you think that used car prices are hitting all-time high when the industry is, is you know, when, when the industry is, is blowing up and blew up in 2015? Talk about that for a second. Edmunds put that out, I think, just even recently, again, where they talked about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, what we're showing is the average sale price for the, the use is 18500 I mean, that's higher than it's ever been. And and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, more than half of the cars that we're seeing come in are three years old or younger. So they're newer vehicles, lower miles, higher value, obviously. Um, and then, you know, that has to do with a large in- influx of all the, the lease returns that have been coming back. But CPO sales were at a record high as well. So, you know, those are always higher priced than just your standard used vehicles. So... Um, I think that's what's lending to it. And Jim, okay, perfect. Jim Ziegler, let me ask okay, you this. A, a tweet, well, a tweet came in. I want to just address this for a second and before it disappears off of our screen as it strolls. Candace Crane, Jim, um, I'm not sure if you know who she is or not, but uh, she uh, weighed in on Carvana. She actually said to Matt, but I'll let you and Jim uh, weigh in on this, Matt. She said, not true, Matt. Carvana takes trades and does financing second largest used car dealer in Georgia. Does someone want to take a swing at that? Comment? Well, they're I'm not still qualified in, to talk about Carvana. Okay, Matt. Uh, yeah, me, uh, me, me neither. Except the last time I checked, they, they, their whole pitch was is they're working at facilities else, and the fact is is they are setting up, and all they are is an internet car dealership. I'm not saying you can't sell cars through the internet. What I'm telling you is is the trade in that Carvana takes in 
It's physically touch-driven and inspected before the deal is completed. So that means that some stage people are going to have to hand, shake hands. And if anyone thinks that they're going to turn the auto industry into what Carvana is, then I, I challenge them to bet their buck on it, and I'll bet my buck on running uh, uh, true car dealerships, and we'll see who has more money in 20 years. The, the fact is, is it's a people business. And if you don't have people interacting with people, you don't have a shot. They can take the low-hanging fruit and sell a couple cars, but you're not going to sell someone that's got a 437 Beacon score and two repossessions a car via the Internet. Okay, now listen, but here's the fact, though, Jim. As I was getting in my van to take off the dealership, I just got a call from one of my finance managers because she says, hey, boss, I want to brag. Look at this girl's credit bureau. She's got two repossessions, but because I had some equity down and she moved from one car to another car, I got her a car loan. Well, Carvana's not going to switch you cars over the phone. It's not going to happen. Now, I do, I do want to touch one thing on raising car values. Here's another fact. Yes, the newer three-year-old cars are affecting it, but I think what people need to understand is you also can't buy a car worth of crap for less than five grand. So the no. cheap cars... The cheap cars are now more expensive cars because vehicles last longer and they're better built. So I don't think that trend is going to go away. I think you're going to see the value stay high because there is no more $1,000 car that can last more than a week. Hmm. Right. Well, you know, I had, I had nine Escalades in 10 years. And my, my 2008 Escalade was a $60,000 vehicle, and that same vehicle today is 100,000 MSRP since 08. I mean, cars have outdistanced the economy because of technology insertion. It, it's incredible. And it, there's another thing that Matt just touched on is the assassination of finance. Mm. And, and David, you got a whole other show about all the forces ganging up now to assassinate the F&I department, and that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, it, you're right, and it's been it's been uh, a, a topic of of heated discussion. I thought Shaka Dyson was gonna absolutely come through the screen in um, in hologram into the studio here to get his point across that he disagreed with with that, obviously. And um, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of it going on, and you know, and man, yeah, I don't know if we can get too distracted over that because there's a lot of it going on, and, and I have my own opinion of that, but I got to stay very kind of very biased in some 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 ways so I can interview and let you guys, the experts, really, in my opinion, talk about this. But um, so so let me let me ask. So- David, 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 sure. the, the Carvana, General Motors uh, shop, click, and drive, and the Toyota program, and all these programs are a knee-jerk reaction to Carvana, which is a, a minute part of the market. Mm-hmm. It is, and still in all, you know, as Matt said, it's still going to take people to work these deals. You know, we've been criticized for how long it takes to work a deal. Dealers aren't the ones dragging the sale out. Believe me, it's the consumer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that have never touched a car deal, they've never worked on a lot, they don't understand the, the inside philosophies that go with selling, they don't get it. But I'm telling you right now, you know, I can get a sale under two hours, but I can't get a sale to 45 minutes with customer satisfaction and, mm-hmm. and deliver the car and make the profit. Profitability is not a factor. General Motors is basically stealing the dealer's profit centers. They, they, Every time a dealer gets a profit center rolling, you can bet a manufacturer's going to put eyeballs on it and take it away. Hmm. Yeah. 
I think it's a question of motivation. If you take a look at what, what's compelling General Motors to want to do this, first of all, it, it, it's an egregious slap in the face of the dealers that they don't have faith that the dealers are truly the experts in the distribution of retail, first of all. Second of all, what's behind the whole thing? Let's say it, it's shareholder value. They're looking to deliver more value to the shareholders, and they think, you know what, uh, this is easy. They're used. They're CPO. They're, they're you know, they're what I believe uh, uh, Matt referred to as cap cars and stuff. And any, anybody can sell that. That's easy. You know, as it relates to th them being that, uh, not apparently, at the risk of, of sounding ridiculous, naive about it, and a circumstance like Carvana, I mean, every day, dealers like myself sit in the chair, wake up, and think, how can I make it easier for customers to do business here? We get it. People come yeah. in here and they wonder, like, man, uh, why can't this be any, be any easier? If I take a look at what my staff and my dealers truly control, the, the most difficulty, the most petulant elements of the transaction are, are governed by other authorities beyond even the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. uh, you take a look at, you know, uh, compliances with, with uh, at least in Canada, provincial or state, federal uh, compliances, and, and even some bodies that we have now here in Ontario um, that we self-regulate self on our own, um, it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of, a lot of things that you can't possibly avoid or elude um, if you're hoping to survive. So, I mean, I, I don't know how General Motors in the U.S. at this point, or even the organizations like Carvana, can somehow get past all of that. It has to, it, unfortunately at this time, it has to happen. Uh, we've done everything we can to uh, to try and eliminate or minimize it to the best of our ability. We get it. It's frustrating, and it certainly needs to get better. The way I look at it is that Carvana comes in, and I believe what Matt says, it could be a flash, and they could deal with maybe the bottom 3 or 5% of purchasers. What I really hope happens is that maybe alerts, uh, you know, people involved in the governance of this business to the fact that it certainly needs to become easier and if that alerts them and helps us in our lobbying efforts to do so, then so be it. I would love, I would love to make the transaction that much easier for customers. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, kind of moving off the, the Carvana thing for just a minute, because the reason I think it even comes up in this discussion is because they only sell used cars, right? So we're, we're, we're talking about them. And, and I think that, that there's two things. I mean, this is just an observation. Again, you know, we've interviewed Cullen Crane and, and uh, on, the, on the show. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, I think we all believe that there's a place for e-commerce in that, in that purchase. But there's two things, I think. Number one, um, it's only used cars. And, and uh, as it begins to take any, if they begin to take so much of a market share, then dealers are going to step in. And why not have my own e-commerce department? I'm already a dealership, right? Hello, the Internet's the Internet. And then number two, you know, I think that, uh, you know, um, new cars are obviously, before you can dominate, you have to be able to, you know, to, to operate in the new car space because, you know, even if a person buys a pre-owned, and I want to ask that question too, and I'll let Tommy kind of uh, get, get, get in here, but, uh, you know, even before, because I think that people don't necessarily, there's some, they have a second and third generation, you know, purchasing proclivity, but I think most hey, people... Hey, David, hey, David, can I throw one thing in real quick? Yeah, man. Matt again. Come on, Matt. All right, so... Hey, by the way, someone know, said I, that I, you're on fire, Matt. Well, you know, I still live in a car dealership like 75 hours a week, right? So I actually see the truth. So what happens to the lady that called me this morning and bought a 40,000-mile 13 Equinox that lives two hours away? She, she pretty much did her deal over the phone. We sent her videos. Here's the car. Got you approved. She came down and bought it. And she got bummed out because she got home and realized that her... She had two keys, but she only had one key fob, and she wishes she had one, and what do I do? And 
So she has a live person to call at a car dealership, and she's got a person like me to talk to that cares about my long-term relationships. And I say, you know what, miss? I looked up your deal. I saw you had it for 24 hours. I want you to be happy. It was LASCO certified. I'm going to buy you a, a, a remote clicker, and I'm going to mail it off to you. So let, let, tell me what Carvana does. Yeah, how much does a remote I can't tell you. I, I, yeah, I, they, they say it, but what, what if I'm really an angry customer? I can't even walk in and see someone. It's just going to be over a phone, right? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like people are missing the fact that I, the easiest way for me to crush Carvana if they were in my market is I'm going to sell my brick and mortar. I'm going to say, look, I'm here. I've been here 30 years. You've seen Circuit City come out of business and in the business and try to do it again. I'm not that. I'm here. Carvana, they're just the next wave, folks. Do you really want to buy into that and be burnt down the road? I, it's not a threat, in my opinion, if you're a good dealer. No. It's a threat to a crappy dealer. Right. Okay. Well, somebody was saying, somebody tweeted um, off my comment about are we try, why are we trying to change everything. And um, they said, we're not trying to, to do it a different way. Consumers are focusing or forcing the change. Is oh, that, quit it. Quit uh, it. Quit it. That's, that's my contention, quit too. Go ahead and speak on consumers that. Are driving, consumers aren't driving shit. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is vendors and manufacturers, you know, Vendors with a with an agenda and manufacturers with an agenda. This isn't consumer driven. Ray, you know, Ray I'm going to let you weigh in on I, that. I, I, hear, you... I hear that. That's a gag. I, I almost puked right on your screen. <laughs> Ray, Ray, I'm going to ask you because obviously consumer driven, weenie. Ray, you're Ray, Ray, you're in a you're in a unique situation, obviously, because you're you're Edmonds and your 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 right hand is holding the dealerships and your left hand is holding a consumer. And if there's anybody on the panel, I think that you know would possibly have maybe a different opinion on that would be you guys. What do you think about that? I mean, you heard Tommy read a tweet. Hey, you know what? It's not that we're trying to change it. It's driven by consumers. Jim threw up. And uh, you know, and I can't tell if Matt did or not. I think Z, yeah, Z did. Up so, yep. what do you what do you think, Ray? Good, Ray. I'll let you yeah, wait. I mean, you know, again, I, I have a really strong retail background, so I, that, that's how I operate. You know, and I feel like consumers want a different experience. Matt said it great a minute ago. There's the the bad dealers that are going to drive consumers to these sorts of resources, and and there's consumers that that are just going to use them. And like in our in our case, we try to make sure that if they're going to do this, they're at least going to do it and come to dealerships with good information that is a dealer friendly um, piece of information. You know, our true market value, our uh, you know newer used true market value is something that we try to make sure is dealer friendly. It's based on actual selling prices. So when those come in, at least you're dealing with something that is a is a value that 99% of the dealers I talk to on a daily basis say, you know what, I take that all day long or I pay that all day long on a trade and. And these these other companies come and go. You know, Tread. If you if you remember that one, they they came in and they were the, they were the test drive at home, and they're going to turn this into a purchase. And they've already had to change business models already. It just doesn't work and doesn't catch on. But if you're giving honest information and trying to help a consumer and a dealer come together to become a lifelong partner of that dealer or a lifelong customer of that dealer um, in the end, then I think that's a, a genuine approach that we try to take that fills a gap for both parties. But. Um, the, the consumers want a different process, but they're not trying to change it. Like I, I think Jim was correct in what he said. There's a less ability take to make it. A, a Hold on. on. Hey, <laughs> you heard it here on Auto Dealer Live for the first time, where Jim Ziegler and Edmonds agreed. Come on now, Jim. You, <laughs> that's a good thing. I no, no. <laughs> hey, I had to say it. Yeah. Hey, is I, I can't I can't believe it. You know, because you know, 
Edmonton, I agree with that. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. Hey. So, so Jim, I think they're going to take this recording and maybe put it on a commercial or something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, pro- they probably hey, will. Hey. But, you know, it's crazy because let me ask, let me let me interview a second. Okay. Um, hey, Z, 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 Z. Are, are you an evil person? Look at Jim looking at him. <laughs> He's looking over at him. Hey, Z, Z, look to your left. Like the there Brady you Bunch. You guys are looking at each other Matt, like Alice. Matt, Matt, are you are you evil? No, Jim. I mean, no, Jim, I still love people? you. We're not bad people. I, I get so I get so sick of manufacturers, vendors, all these people telling everybody how bad the dealers are. We go out of our way to be nice, and our customers have a good experience. And 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 you think we're a bunch of damn friggin' criminals to listen to some of these vendors and manufacturers? You know, mm. I, 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 we are good people. We do good. I mean, we go out of our way to be good to consumers. And I get sick hey, of people David. saying all this is consumer-driven. Yes, sir, Matt. Hey, can I give uh, Ray a little feedback on Edmonds? Sure. Oh, sure. Ray, sure. is that okay? All right. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, um, you know, I've seen you guys go up and down in, as far as what you are as a company. And as of late, in the past 12 months, you've worked kind of on, on a good product for your dealer. And I, I think that, that some of the third-party companies out there could learn from the fact that you're not trying to change the way a car dealer does business or change the way a customer moves. You're actually putting tools in place that allow a customer or consumer to interact better. And uh, we actually, as a dealer, have really embraced your program. It's got a good re- return on investment. And I hope that you can stay smart as you are where some other people, Cox Industries, Auto Trader, et cetera, have gotten a little greedy and taken away from what their product is because of kind of putting a bridge between their customer. Edmonds is, is a dealer advocate right now, and I think you're very smart to keep the dealer advocate customer experience tied together. Thank you, Matt. I mean, I think we've, we've evolved definitely as a company, and we've evolved a lot since I joined five years ago when the Dealer Direct program came about, and I really appreciate your feedback because it's been a personal mission of mine to make sure that we really, you know, wait. I mean, like you said it earlier, there's a consumer side of us and there's a, a dealer side of us, and I'm just trying to make sure, along with several other people in the company, that, that we bridge that gap for both parties in a, in a manner that works for everyone, and, and um, I appreciate your feedback. Thank you. In, 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 yeah, in, in uh, well, go ahead, Tommy. All right, I was I'm on Twitter. Some feedback. I got some feedback. It's like, people seem to be. We got a, we got about five minutes or so. So let's. Yeah, we let's, got a few minutes to wrap it up. But people seem to be pretty passionate about this now. One of um, we did have a tweet that said, "Wow, consumers aren't driving ish," <laughs> and you call yourself an expert at Jim Ziegler. This is why we are twenty years behind. That's why you're a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Weenie's the day, the word of the day. Uh, I got other words. You, you know, Weenie's good. Weenie's one good of the family. Yeah, and one of the, we're talking about used cars here, Z. You know, and uh, I'm glad that you know, I'm glad Jim's on. You know, because he's a he's a dealer and he's in dealerships, but he's also obviously by default kind of like Donald Trump saying, "I'm not a politician." You are a vendor, Jim, but you know, you're not of the vendor. You know, persuasion. You're a dealer that happens to train dealers, and you know it's it's. Well, you're the devil. The devil convinced everybody that he didn't exist. I convinced everybody I'm not a vendor. <laughs> there you go. And well, I think that I think that it's it's a fair statement because 
it's it's because it's it's the definition that we've allowed vendor to become, you know. And so then we have two dealers, and of course Edmonds being on. So I, I'm I'm kind of glad the those that are on are on because used cars. We're talking about. It. Let's just look at the image. If you Google. I mean, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm pretty sure if you Google used car salesman, there's a guy that pops up in like a plaid, you know, loud jacket with a cigar with slick hair, you know, and he's freaking like, you know, like I'm going to screw you over kind of guy. And so I think that what Matt said is, is beautiful because as long as we're not, and Jim, you said it, you know, we're not evil. Yeah, there you go. They just Googled it up on the screen there. You put that up there, Mike, if you can get it up there. Google up car, Google up car salesman. Car salesman. And it's probably the same dude. You get that. You get that. You get that nasty uh, Edmonds article about how bad we are. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> well. Here's oh, what I was going to say. I and thought I'll let you, you said you were going to be nice. <laughs> well, here's what I was going to say. They always, they, they always keep it at the top too. They always SEO it to be sure it comes back up. <laughs> well, let me let, let me throw this out there. So, so Z, this is I think what I think this is how we can we could we could really get over this because Jim said we're good people out there. I mean, here's the deal, man. Walk outside, and I say this all the time: do a 360, do a circle, and try not to find a car. Unless you're standing in the middle of freaking desert or the ocean, there's cars all around you. People have to drive, and it's an emotional decision. You know, you don't need a car unless yours blows up and disintegrates into dust. You want a car. And so here's the deal. Matt, if Matt wants to keep selling cars and keep doing what he's doing and, and kill it, then Matt, I, last time I checked, you know, consumers have got to make an emotional decision and they've got to think that a dealership experience is not worse than going to a dentist. And I think there's some great dealers out there, right? And, and you don't hear it from anywhere, anybody else. You know, you don't hear it when I want to buy a new iPhone. You don't hear it. Well, I was going to make that comparison. And I forgot that Apple was like what, what the biggest, one of the biggest corporations in the world. You know, they have. I yeah, mean, I think, I think, hey, I think that the president of Ford would let us crack the iPhone to see what's inside of a terrorist phone. That's another story. But, right? So, hey, you know, that guy's not a douche, or is he? But I'm going to buy another iPhone. So, why does a car business get such a bad rap, Z? Why? Why you? Because I believe that, there's, that there is a lag in perception. Um, what's currently happening right now, and it's what we've always thought for the longest time. It's a stereotype. A lot of other people in other businesses fight it on a regular basis, and you know we are good people. And and the image of what even if what people think car dealers, let's say the dealer principal, him or herself does, that's changed dramatically. The days of the Monday and Friday off and Wednesday afternoon golf and all that BS. My experience and with my peer group that I see on a regular basis, even my friends. Uh, to the states, oh, God, hope I can still t- I can still get over the the uh, uh, the wall and see him from time to time. If Trump gets in, right, Z? Oh, so uh, <laughs> it won't be that tall. You can jump over. Yeah. They're good people. They work hard. They work long hours. And if you're not in there every day and involved in your community, it's just not going to work. There's still very much a human part to what we do, and as much as digital and communications digitally try to dehumanize that. Uh, dealers put the human part back into it, and they're hardworking individuals that are committed to their communities. And I'll tell you, you, know, you take that element of it away, and uh, there will be a major impact in big communities, small communities everywhere. Dealers are good people, uh, and most people will say that if you, if you actually, when, you, I, I, when I hear that, I challenge people, have you ever actually spoken to a car dealer? Have you ever talked to a dealer principal, engaged in conversation with them? Probably saw them at a fundraiser, putting their hand up to write a hell of a big check at a silent auction. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's something we fight on a regular basis and something we need to do better at. And as, you know, our, our, our NADA and CADA up here uh, will continue to try and manage our perception problem. But that's precisely what it is. We're good people. I think the perception problem is perpetuated by, like, everything. It's, it's, it's images like that on the screen, you know, where you see that. I think that's where it's perpetuated from because I don't, I don't see, honestly, if it's something you do two or three, four, uh, once, every, once every two, three, or four years, 
and you maybe you have to sit in a dealership for an afternoon. But guess what? Every time I've ever been to a dealership, they have cookies, they got coffee. They're very, I mean, I've never had a bad experience at a dealership. And it's something that's a necessary evil as much as anything else is. But, um, but guys, anyway, not to elaborate too much on that. But if you guys want to go ahead and take the liberty and lady and take the liberty to, uh, to wrap everything up, take your closing comments, how people can get a hold of you. Um, just like so could take a minute of the piece. That'd be great. We'll start with, uh, uh, we'll start with Matt. Go ahead, buddy. Hey guys, you know, my, my thing is this, used cars is the life of most car dealerships if they're smart. Uh, yes, you have to, to chase the way to communicate with a customer, but you don't have to change the way you do business. And uh, if you ever want to talk cars, it's easy to get me. You can look me up at LascoFord.com or email me at MattLasco at LascoFord.com. I'd be happy to have any conversation anybody wants. And I appreciate your time, David. Jim. It's always fun having you on the radio, buddy. I hope you're doing great in Atlanta. I'm about to. I'm going to drive past you at about two o'clock this morning. I'm going from Michigan to Tampa in the van right now. So you coming to Tampa? Horn, all right. You coming to oh, Tampa? Yeah, wait, wait. Down. You're coming to Tampa, Matt? You coming Matt, to Tampa? I love you, man. Matt, I you're... love you, man. Hey, you, you guys, David, David, you guys don't know yet, but you're driving me to the airport Sunday night or Monday morning. Come on, man. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. We got Patrick and Courtney, Courtney right. Hennessy is going to be in here tomorrow, too, in the office. But awesome, man. Thank you, Matt. And, you know, I want to say one thing, Jim, before we go to use D and Ray, but I just want to say this, too, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just telling because I like her. She's awesome. Candace Crane. I'm going to tell you something. She's good for the auto industry, and uh, I want to tell her that I, I, I appreciate her comments. She actually, man, it's almost like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're like of any biblical persuasion, was it Agrippa or something that said you almost had me persuaded? She almost, Jim, has me persuaded on some things. Not really, but almost. I mean, she's really, really good and persuasive, and I think she's good for the industry, if nothing else, to make these conversations lively. Jim Ziegler, I'm going to give you your uh, closing comments, sir. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I've been kicking around 39 years, and I've, I've seen all sorts of fads and changes. And um, i, I got to tell you, this, this General Motors thing right now is, is the, the main subject we started out with. The dealers are in revolution. Less than one quarter of General Motors dealers have signed up for it, and General Motors is furious mm. because the dealers are in complete revolt on that program. Uh, my website internetbattleplan.com I want to plug that a little bit we've got the, yeah. the internet battle plan coming to uh, Houston, Texas March 9th and 10th and call me directly 770-921-4440 I'd love to talk to you you, bro- yeah, you broke up uh, Jim can you do your number, number one more time, time. 770-921-4440 and the website internetbattleplan.com 20 speakers Every aspect of internet sales and marketing. Houston, Texas, and when, what are the dates on that again, Jim? March 9th and 10th. And there's still room? Because I know we went to oh, the one here in Tampa. It was packed. Well, the, well yeah, we're packing them in, but I, I'll, I'll knock out an air wall and go into <laughs> another room. We can do that. Great. Make um, sure you do that, because let me tell you something. You got some of the, you got some of the industry leaders that, that are there, that's for sure. And uh, it's um, it was it was probably one of the best conferences of, of like that size and, and style that i've been to man so great job on that thank you very much no problem i'm gonna go to ray ray thank you for being with us give us uh give us a couple of minutes of closing comments and then tell us how a dealer can reach you and thank you by the way for coming on and and uh and uh and sharing uh your your your, your knowledge with us ray well thanks for having me it was a it was a great pleasure to be on today and uh and thank you jim for 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 playing nice today i appreciate that um i just <laughs> Mo- mostly, mostly. What's that? 
He said mostly. I said mostly. mostly yeah. He said send the check. He said send the check uh, to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Mail it to. Call yeah. me. Call me sometime, Ray. I will actually. I'll take you up on that. Um, anyhow, dealers like Matt and our friend Z in Canada on the other side of the wall, who's welcome anytime on this side of the wall, I would say, um, are, you know, continue to pave the way for the, the the process that consumers are looking for. And sadly, I started selling cars in the late '80s, and with guys that look just like that guy in the bottom right corner of your screen there. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it's, they're fewer and fewer as, as time goes on. And, and all we want to do is, you know, help help the customer and the dealer meet in the middle and, and make a great process for both. And that's our true intent. So um, everybody come and, and see us at, at NADA. We're, we're doing a kickoff party at the win on uh, that Thursday night. So come and celebrate 50 years with us and, and, and have a good time for the start of NADA. Uh, you can reach me at rselby at edmunds.com or look me up on LinkedIn anytime. Awesome, Ray. Thank, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Z. Even though you made fun of me last week uh, via Twitter, and that I don't, was funny. It was actually pretty. I had to look up Clemenza. I didn't know. I, I never, I, from Italian thought, descent, I never seen Godfather. He actually. thought you were telling him he had a venereal disease. I thought it was some kind of a troll or a hobbit of some kind, and <laughs> I was actually more frightened when I saw the damn picture of him. Anyway, but what, whatever, you know, uh, uh, I take it in stride. I'm married. My wife's cute, so I'm I'm, I'm okay. But um, hey, brother! Thank you for for showing up. Thanks for uh, everything you brought to the table today. Go ahead and, uh, and, and go thank ahead you for uh, Canadian bacon. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now, man. Let me tell you that Who, is the Americans Ooh. always we put in strips. You you said let's do a round. That's You're right. So smart. That's right. And for the maple leaves. <laughs> go ahead. We do. Well, you know, as I sit and drink beer and eat back bacon every morning, uh, I reflect on what we do in the car business as I ride my polar bear to my igloo dealership up here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly hey, how I pictured it too. Isn't Red Stripe beer yeah, from? Yeah. Isn't Red Stripe beer from there too? No. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there you go. Jamaica, Jamaica. I'm quite the stereotype of the guy with the cigar down there with the, the white patent leather shoes, and what it really comes down to is a, a, a lot of what uh, you know, Matt and Jim had said as well. That you know, dealers mean well, they do well, and they're, they're generally good people. And we are customer driven. It's one thing to say, hey, listen, let the customer determine exactly what this business. Is. And it's another thing to say that we're customers, we listen to customers say, and we want the business to be before it's easier to transact. All right, Jenny? You all right, brother? Somebody, I don't know where that's coming from, but go, so go ahead. We can hear you. Uh, yeah, okay. So, I, mean, <laughs> I know that's got to be incredibly distracting. Henry Ford once said, and I hate to bring it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drop a Ford quote. If I would have listened to what the customer wanted, I would have made a faster horse. So sometimes, as leaders in this business and the people who know what the best, it comes down to our leadership uh, as dealers as to how we need to perpetuate a better experience for customers. And we're doing it every day with the help of vendors like Jim and great strategies uh, and like IPD every day. So uh, have faith in the dealers like we tell the manufacturers have faith and let us do our jobs because we know how to do it, brother. We know it well, and pleasure being on a great show like this. I'm a long time, first time. It's been an absolute thrill. I can be reached at any time, very active on social media, at Z-I-M-I-C or K-Z-I-M-I-C at richhillford.com. If you ever find yourself up in Canada want to drink some real beer and watch some hockey, I'm your guy. Hey, so if, hey, let me ask you this. I'm putting you on the spot, man. What if, uh, what if I can get Matt and, uh, and Jim and I – we come up there and we do some sort of like Canadian uh, conference of some sort. Will you help put that thing together? That's what we need to do. Seriously. I will stand by my phone in anticipation. I am there. Jim, you in? We put this thing together? Oh, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. 
Yeah. All right, Matt. I know Matt. Matt, you're Matt. You're in, right? That'd be cool, Tech. Matt dropped off. Matt dropped right, off. Right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for for being for being with us today, and uh, it's been it's been great. And as always, uh, and I appreciate it. I know, I know you guys are extremely busy, and we always want to thank our guests for taking time out of their schedule to hang out with us on Auto Deal Live. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was. Uh, under siege, and you know, um, I'll tell you, man, what I love. Look at Mike there. Look at Mike. Why is always dancing? There's, you know, I don't know. He's like Deadpool. Hey, um, he's like that's what Ezra. Deadpool looks like without the mask right there. Ezra you ladies the thought that it was Ryan Reynolds under the mask? No, sir. It's Mike Cherub right there. There's Ezra. I, I take up, that buddy? as a huge compliment that I was just compared to Deadpool. He's uh, my second without the mask. Favorite. He's not cool. He's he's just he's just he's he's Deadpool <laughs> without the mask. He's not. Wade Deadpool. Wilson is awesome. Have you never met him? I don't know, man. He doesn't <laughs> know who it is. <laughs> I have no idea. They're nerding out, Dave. Let's get back to the subject. What are we talking about now? They're nerding we're just out. talking about how the show's over, man. Uh, number two hundred nine in the book. Is it two hundred nine in the books? Huh? That was two hundred nine. Two hundred nine is in the books. the books. Hey, by the way, speaking of book, oh, I didn't even signed autograph copy of my book here, "Race to the Finish Line: Gaining and Retaining Your Competitive Advantage." Top five Twitter influencers. Mike Okendo is out. On the other side, Mike, I'm sure you've been doing this the whole time, but if Mike, if you will make sure Mikey and those guys tweet out the image of who's in the lead right now. Here's what we're going to do, all right? We're going to have the top five. You guys have been tweeting like crazy. Hashtag AutoDealerLive. It's not based on how many times, even though that definitely has something to do with it. Um, we we have this pop up every time you see this little light shine. That's someone tweeting there. And uh, here's what I want to throw out there. So we're going to end this thing at 445 Eastern, which is in 14 minutes according to my phone. And in 14 minutes, we're going to call it. We're going to give the top five Twitter influencers. Mike, if you tweet out the image, if you're listening there, um, go ahead and get it out there. This is what it looks like now. And in 15 minutes, we're going to call it, okay? Mike, make sure uh, you and Ezra, you guys make sure that the winner gets tweeted out in 15 minutes as well. And it's the Twitter influencer. Top five, get an autographed copy of this book. It's going to go out. It'll go out this week. You'll get it in the next couple of days. I think uh, I think CJ Romig should get one because he CJ's said, getting one anyway, man. Uh, CJ, yours is already on the way. Oh, I okay, yeah, CJ. <laughs> he said because he said, but you can. He said, but you can take Nickelback to add because they're Canadian and they're crappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> crappy Canadian rock band. You know what's funny, ah, man? It's like when Nickelback was out, like, you know, really, really out. I remember people. This food no, here's, here's what's crazy people loved them. People used to listen to them, people that worked for And now all of a sudden, you know, I can care, care less either I way. I like that song. But actually. people now will make fun of them like they're freaking like Cracker Jacks or something. That's but, how it is. They build you up and they tear you down. That's what they do. Yeah. New kids on the block. Don't you talk bad about the new kids uh, on the block. They're you bad. Them away. But they're right. out of your mouth. Hey, the next up, we have these shows. Listen, we actually have shows playing. We're going to give you some titles just so you can catch it. Ready? And We're like throwing this up against the wall. You see what you catch. You want to go ahead? Come on, read down a couple of those. I'll here. do a couple of them. The next up. Social selling panel. Then the next up after that. The L word. The what word? L word. What is the L word? I don't know. You I, have to listen. Oh, I forgot what we talked about anyway. The so next up good. beyond that. The Millennial Show. The Millennial Show. We have Chelsea. Listen, Candace Crane's going to be on that show. We've got Carla Kozinski on that show. She's a dealer principal uh, that owns three or four stores up in, believe, in Massachusetts, right? yep. I believe, or PA. I think it's Massachusetts. We've got Chelsea Cross. If you don't know who Chelsea Cross, K-R-O-S-T, is, she spoke at NADA last year. She's uh, somewhere in her, I don't know, late 20s. Millennial expert, and uh, she's phenomenal. She's going to be on that show. That's Millennial Show. The next up after that, we have... It's a BDC boardroom. I think it's number four or five, right, Mike? 
Number four, BDC boat boardroom four. It's Watch not this. It's Watch not more of the same. It's something a little bit different. It's, it's going to be different. A new, uh, new, uh, new people. New, new people on right. Like BDC board. Some yeah. Some yeah. Uh, yeah. Guess. New. That makes sense. Then the next up after that. Is that our gap? Yeah. What is that? It's Great American Automotive Panel. Oh, I was like, what the hell? The that's our that's our once a quarter deal where we actually have dealer principals on discussing best practices. And then the next up after that, one more. That is Tower Talk. Tower what? Tower Talk. Baby. Talk what? Tower. The talk from the tower. tower. Tower Talk. It's in the books, baby. 209. Are we out? Is that it? Oh, then you have to do my- We're still on the air, but I mean, I guess oh. at some point we just need to stop talking. Okay. Well, God bless you. Good night then.